Hello everybody and welcome back to the GA Fan TV podcast. My name is Aaron. I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. This is episode 28 with New York senior footballer Shane Hogan. First of all, I'd like to thank Shane for coming on the podcast. We had a very good conversation indeed, of course, looking back at his time playing for the New York senior football team. For those of you who don't know, Shane Hogan is born and bred in New York. So we spoke all about his story and how he got involved in Gaelic games, his rise through the, through the ranks with New York football. We spoke about the New York senior football championship. He also also played a huge part with St. Barnabas last year as they became the first fully homegrown New York team to win the New York Senior Football Championship. We spoke about some of the battles between New York and Roscommon in 2016, New York and Leitrim in 2018. Of course, New York have never won a Senior Football Championship game, but they come very close in 2016 and in 2018. We spoke about his game against Mayo in 2019 and some of the tests and challenges going up against the likes of Aidan O'Shea in midfield. And we spoke about a range of topics really from GA in New York, the rise of GA overseas, and much more as well. So I do hope you all enjoy the podcast. Do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already, and let's get straight into it. Okay, so I'm joined here by uh, New York senior footballer Shane Hogan. Um, I suppose, first of all, Shane, great to have you on. I appreciate your time for uh, jumping on. I suppose I'm very fascinated by uh, your story playing for... New York senior footballer, New York senior football, obviously you're a, a native New York, born and bred, uh, family over in Ireland, of course, but you've been in the New York senior team for a number of years now. I suppose, first of all, how's life with yourself and uh, how's how's the situation over in uh, New York at the minute? Yeah, you know, things are going all right. Uh, you know, my family's doing well, thankfully. Uh, really haven't been affected too badly by COVID. Um you know, I think sooner rather than later, going to start easing a bunch of the restrictions around here and hopefully we get back to a little bit of normalcy and hopefully a little bit of football coming soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was, I was just saying to you off camera there as well, like, you know, hopefully anyway in, in Ireland over the next week or two, um, they can start easing the restrictions and start maybe putting plans in place to, I suppose, get Gaelic football and hurling back at some kind of, kind of capacity and, into county level or club level or whatever, like, and I suppose how have you managed yourself? I know obviously you were playing in the the New York Senior Club Championship with St Barnabas, like, and we'll get onto that, I suppose, in a in a moment, like. But how have you kind of managed without the, I suppose, buzz around New York football? Like, obviously, there was no championship in twenty twenty. It's looking highly unlikely in twenty twenty one. I think it's probably already confirmed that New York aren't going to be in the championships. How have you kind of found all that situation yourself? Uh, you know, it's tough. Uh. You know, it's probably the first time in about, say, maybe six years that I really haven't been looking looking to January was usually when we start training. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, it was a little bit tough to adjust to. I was like, wow, it seems like winter's going on a lot longer. I wonder what's going on this year. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're not actually playing a game this year. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Roscommon uh, isn't going to be coming out this year. Um, and, you know, it, it sucks. It's a great day for everybody. But, you know, in the interest of health, I think it's probably the smartest thing to, uh, you know, put it off or postpone it until next year when, you know, we seem to have a better grip on things. Um, and, you know, it, was, it, it, it is tough, though, because, like I said, it is one of, like, the biggest days of the year out here. You got, a, you got like, four or 5,000 people down at the park and just, like, what a sense of community it brings to, to people that maybe don't even care about Gaelic football, but, you know, they come from Ireland and, you know, just you get to see people that you probably haven't seen in years. Yeah, absolutely. Like, definitely. I've never been to Gaelic Park myself. I've been to New York many a times, but I've never been to Gaelic Park. Like, it's definitely 
on the bucket list, I suppose, at some stage. Maybe maybe even the Dubs can play New York at, at some stage, but I don't know how that would be possible. But I suppose, like, obviously, I mean, that game against Galway in 2020 as well, I'd say it was kind of hugely frustrating as well not to, not to have that game. I mean, I'm not too sure if you've played Galway before, but that definitely would have been quite the occasion for yourself and for a lot of the other New York lads in the team. Uh, well, uh, back when I was in minor, uh, we went to Galway with the, the comic minor, uh, played them in the corner finals, uh, didn't mm. end well, but a few of the guys that were playing on that team are starring now for the Galway team. Uh, and, uh, my, I think one of my first year, I think I was 18. I it was on the bench. I didn't play, but we played against Galway as well. Also didn't end well. So, I mean, it would have been nice to see, especially the way, like, the form that they were in, because at the time they were, I think they were top of the Division One. Yeah, that's uh, correct, yeah. To, to see how we could have, like, compared uh, against them. I mean, even though probably we weren't going to, you know, really make, you know, much of an impact. But, you know, we had a lot of guys, a lot of young guys, especially a lot of young American guys that were probably going to make their debuts against Galway. Uh, so it would have been, it probably would have been the nicest thing for them to, you know, really get the level of competition to really get a uh, gate for them to gauge what the, what it takes to be an intercounty player. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and definitely Galway, I think in 2020, definitely even before the lockdown, anyway, they were looking like one of the best teams in the country and probably with the lockdown, it probably affected them more than most counties because not only did they not get to play ourselves, but they didn't have the Sligo game either before their, um, their Connex final with Mayo. Like, did you even watch much of the championship or anything like that in 2020? And I suppose if so, like, what did you what did you make of how it all kind of panned out? I mean, of course, I still still watch it. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, something that every, every weekend I'm going to look and see what the scores are, try to get the highlights and everything. Uh, I mean, it was, it was tough. I mean, the minute uh, – I mean, my dad being from Tipperary, of course uh, – he was over the moon with them winning the monster title. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the minute Kerry went out, I was like, well, I guess this is Dublin's again this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I was so upset, though, because uh, Mayo were so close in the all and They played them so well. And then I think the minute Patty Durkin had to go off, I was like, oh, no. Because I've had the unfortunate uh, reality of having to mark Patty Durkin. And uh, yeah, it, it also did not end so well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, like, you know, he's one of the best wingbacks in the country, without doubt, like, especially last year as well, like, his athleticism moving up and down the pitch, like, he's he's one hell of an athlete altogether, and, yeah, I, I agree with you in many ways, I think, you know, Mayo are kind of matching Dublin toe-to-toe, I mean, would they have would have won, I suppose, I guess we won't know, but they definitely might have pushed Dublin a lot closer, I'd imagine, kind of going into the, the final 15, 20 minutes or so. Oh, I would have, I would have said so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when he was marking it at one point, I was like, "Hey, can you, can you just like let me go for a second? Like, you know." But of course, he's just all, he's all, he's all, you know, match. And I mean, that that is just, it's a tremendous Mayo team. And you know, unfortunately, now they're getting bit with a bit of the, uh, you know, a lot of guys deciding to, to hang up the boots. But I mean, the next generation, of course, is probably going to be just as good. I mean, uh, the fullback Mullen. He's an yeah. absolute baller too. So like they they're they're looking well for like for the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. I think they proved anyway in 2020 that they're not going away. Like I thought myself as a Dublin fan in, in 2019 that maybe when Dublin beat them that that was kind of you know they 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 kind of go away for a couple of years. But you know, fair play to them. They keep coming back year on year. Um, and without doubt, if the championship does go ahead in 2021, I'm sure they'll be there thereabouts again. Like and. I suppose going back to the situation, obviously in New York at the minute, like what, what's the kind of what's the general kind of GA landscape been like in 
kind of 2020 and this year over the past year like obviously you had the, the New York Senior Football Championship like so what's it kind of been like I suppose over the past year or so uh like last year was a bit tough you know a lot of teams deciding not to put in uh to field teams because of COVID you know health health and safety concerns um you know once we were able to get back I think we only had about three senior teams which which was a bit tough we played a double round robin uh you know, it, but coming into this year, now we have, I think it's actually growing. I think we're up to like, uh, do we have five or six senior teams? Uh, I think we have 10 intermediate, like 12 junior A and junior B, I think has about 12 as well. So, I mean, it really is only growing. Um, and I think we're tr we're aiming to get back, you know, with just the guys that are here. I don't know if we're, if guys are going to be able to come over with the J1 visa or what the story is coming out soon. Uh, so we're trying to aim for, I think, like the last week in April to mm. try and get, you know, a few games in. Yeah. Normally, yeah. Normally until like the final, we won't really have to worry about, you know, getting too big of a crowd. So we don't really, uh, <laughs> we don't really have to worry about like all the, the COVID uh, restrictions and everything. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Hopefully like for, for yourselves anyway, you can kind of come more out of it, like by then and kind of have a bit of a crowd and have a bit of an, like an occasion out of it. Like, and, I suppose, yeah, like winning that New York Senior Football Championship, like with St. Barnabas, like the first fully homegrown, you know, players in New York, I suppose, to do it, like a tremendous achievement, I'd imagine, for, for yourselves uh, as a team and as a group. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we set out with the goal, uh, you know, Sligo that had been the champions, uh, they, they did such like a, a great job representing New York. I mean, they did it right. They just, they brought in a bunch of guys that were already in New York. Uh, and I mean, they, they were able to, to, to win the final of the year before. Um, and, you know, we, we knew that we had a, we had a, we had a good team, you know, we had a good young team. We had a lot of guys that were a little inexperienced, but I mean, they matured so quickly and, uh, you know, these guys were, were up for the game and up for everything and, uh, everything cycled through with us. We kind of just matched them. I mean, they, they had a lot of, uh, guys that have intercounty experience, like, uh, Peter Cook from Galway, Mel Murphy from Sligo, Vinnie Cadden, a lot of guys that had represented New York, Johnny Glynn. Um, so we knew that it was going to be a real like undertaking, but I mean, uh, I don't know how, but we, we, we somehow pulled it out even when we were uh, 10 points down with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's it. Like it's all about the fighting spirit at the end of the day and always kind of never giving up, I suppose. And like looking at the, the kind of work that's been done, I suppose, like a grassroots level, like over in New York at the moment and, and Gaelic football, like how much work do you think, is put into the club for promoting Gaelic football over a year-on-year -year basis? Because I suppose to have a fully homegrown team playing Gaelic football in a pandemic and obviously not just playing, but winning as well. Like it's, I suppose it is kind of for as tough as 2020 has been, I suppose that's sort of something I suppose to look back on and I suppose be proud of in many ways. Oh, our minor board division is only growing and it's, it's such an unbelievable thing to see. I mean, uh, Mickey Quigg, Simon Gillespie, you know, all the coaches that are that are involved in the, the minor board ranks, they do such a tremendous job. I mean, I, I hear coaches complaining that, you know, they have they have too many kids. Like, it's so hard for them to try to to teach like them all. But they do such a great job of, of bringing in these kids and getting them in touch with Gaelic football and hurling as well. Hurling is growing as well. Um, uh, you know, we have a competition every year called the, the Continental Youth Championships, where teams from all over America, not just New York, come and play and when I remember when we first started doing it back in 2004, you could get it done in, you know, the Saturday and Sunday. Now they actually have to take all week. <laughs> Parents yeah. are complaining that 
they actually have to take a week off work to go and do this. But I mean, it's just, it's a, such a, a compliment to the, to everybody that's put in such a, a great work. And uh, like I was saying, if we had seen the, the Galway game last year, you would have actually seen the fruits of a lot of these labors because I think there was probably going to be six or seven uh, young new American boys that were going to make their debut. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose that kind of leads me onto what I was going to ask you next. Like what kind of, is there any players kind of that came through that team in St. Barnabas that you think could, you know, break onto that New York senior team kind of in 2022? Yeah. Uh, uh, the corner forward is dad used to play with Kerry, uh, Mikey Brosnan. He is an absolute baller. I can't wait for him to, to actually get into the, the inner County panel. Um, the Mather brothers, there's about four or five of them. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name one because I don't want them fighting each other out in Queens. Uh, the, the Cole brothers. I mean, all these kids, they're just, they're all fitness freaks. I don't think even in my eight years of like playing with New York, that fitness was ever like my top priority, but these guys come in and they're just like, when we do training and stuff, I'm like, just go around me. I'm the old guy on the team now. Just run around. Like we're, we're doing, they have us now, our trainer, Johnny McGinney signed us up for CrossFit. I don't know. Have you ever done that before? I've never played CrossFit. No, no. It looks, the, it looks like, like a crazy single, sport altogether. Yeah. The, the, like the short intense workouts. Yeah. They're like yelling at me and I'm like crying. I'm like, just leave me alone. And these guys are just destroying it. And I mean, I like the, there's about maybe eight or nine of the, the Barnabas panel that probably could play with New York. Hmm. That's very interesting, yeah. Like, hopefully, hopefully, definitely in, in 2022, like, we get to see a few of them play and, I suppose, obviously kind of work towards that kind of first senior championship win because I'd imagine that's the that's the big goal for yourselves and, I suppose, for all those kind of young lads coming through. Like, obviously, you had a, a crack against Roscommon in 2016, came very close, 2018, very close. So, I suppose, in the next couple of years, whether it be a Sligo Leitrim or who knows, whoever it may be, like, that's kind of, I imagine that's the big goal for yourselves now moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, going forward, you know, slightly like when you look through Connacht, of course, you know, you're looking at the Mayos and, and the Roscommons and the Galways and you're thinking, you know, maybe if you catch them on the right day, you know, this could be maybe we could do it. But, you know, Sligo, of course, and, and Leitrim seem to be the, the aiming point, you know, especially with 2018 being so close. But, you know, I was actually just thinking about it before, like we, we had such a great team in 2018, you know, so many guys with like so much intercounty experience, like Tom Kniff and Jamie Clark, uh, that just having them in the panel, like, and I think going forward, like, I don't know if we'll ever see like a, a real true all American team. Uh, I know that I think in the, it's in the works for maybe next year, they're trying to get a team for 2022 to travel to play of all American in the junior championship back in Ireland, hmm. um, which I think really will only help. And I think they'll, they'll probably, uh, they'll do very well over there. Um, but, you know, just get, getting guys like that and, uh, you know, guys of that quality to come in and maybe like be the sort of figurehead of the ship, to, like steady, like all these young guys to really show them how we're supposed to play football. It really only helps. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Absolutely. Like definitely to kind of continuously grow the sport and I suppose get more and more people involved is is always kind of the main thing. Like and I suppose like for, for yourself as well. Like obviously you were kind of mentioned earlier that your dad is from Tipperary. I think your your grandparents and your mom's side are are from Ireland as well. Like was that kind of one of the main reasons that led you to get into Gaelic football, or was there kind of more to it as well? No, I would say that that was like uh, one of the big reasons. Uh, my older brother, I remember he was playing, and uh, I just went up and started like shooting, and 
the ball kept going over the bar and I was like, you know, I'm a young kid and the ball's not going in the net. And I'm like, Oh my God, I suck at this. And they're like, no, that's actually good. So they were, uh, the coach of the team was like, yeah, do you want to play? And uh, he brought me on uh, and started training. And, you know, from there on, I was pretty much just all in love with it. And uh, it really helps that my, my dad was actually my coach from underage pretty much throughout. So really I got, I got a nice like family sense of, of everything. And, like all the guys that I played with growing up through the years, like we're all still friends and everything. So it really is like, a, it's a good family sense and a good community sense. And, uh, you know, having my, my grandparents go to like every game and my mom is, if you're ever in Gale Park is always going to be the crazy one yelling. So you, you won't be able to miss her. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So yeah, like, and like who, who would have been like your kind of favorite player even growing up or like on kind of biggest inspiration or, or player maybe you look towards to kind of try and, I suppose, emulate for yourself as a Gaelic footballer? My favourite player probably growing up and the guy I probably tried to, to play a bit like was Shawnee Kavanaugh from Tyrone. You know, mm. he was like, I was always a little bit like bigger than like a lot of guys that I was playing with. And Shawnee was just such a big, you know, hul mm. like hulking guy that uh, he was just so skillful and the way that he played was, was unbelievable. I think I was the only one that like defended him when Joe Brawley tried to tell him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, although I think I think they're good mates now. I think, or, or they're, they're more on the good side now. I think, but um, but yeah, now Sean Kavanaugh, without doubt, like kind of, I mean, his his physicality, his pace. I mean, there's not much he, he couldn't do. And I often wonder, maybe like you know, could have he stuck around for another year? You know, played against the Dubs in the 2018 All Ireland final. Who knows? But um, without doubt, one of the one of the best to do it. Like and full of a a good crop of of many kind of Tyrone players to come through like down the years. Oh. Oh yeah. Somebody actually told me a story that when he went out for the summer to play like in Chicago, that uh, like he used to just ride his bike everywhere. Like he was such like a, a fitness like freak mm. like that. He like, I, he, even if he was working like, like seven miles away, he would just be riding the bike the whole way. Like I was like, wow, I'll never do that. <laughs> yeah. No, me neither. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's, uh, that's fairly ambitious. All right. Like, um, and I suppose like, do you, do you even play any other sports or anything like that? And what, and what kind of drives you even to play? kind of Gaelic football year on year to kind of keep coming back and kind of keep going at it? Like what kind of, what's the kind of kind of big motivation would you say for yourself? Well, uh, I play basketball. Uh, really, it does get me in, you know, good shape. Uh, uh, you know, growing up, I played American football, soccer. Um, probably the thing that got me going back every year was, you know, trying to get that first win with New York, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like there's no, there would be no reason like I'd be going up, freezing my, freezing my ass off in uh, Gaelic Park trying to trying to win this first game but you know now uh, like my main goal this year especially with no game would be trying to re-win the the senior championship hmm. so like we're, we're putting in a lot of groundwork already trying to motivate ourselves to 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 you know try to repeat i mean was it? it's really it's really easy to win one it's it's hard enough to it's one it's easy to win but it's hard to keep it yeah that's that's kind of how the old the old saying goes in many ways like, how would you say, like, the GA has kind of increased and kind of the, the promotion of GA in New York is kind of, I suppose, the, or I suppose the presence, I suppose, of, of GA has increased in New York, I suppose, since you would have first kind of started playing as a kid back in 2004, 2005. How would you say that's kind of increased all the way up to, to 2021 today? Well, uh, when I was growing up, there was really only about maybe six, maybe six minor teams. I think now they're they're all over New York. Like you'll get them all the way out in like Rockaway Beach. I think there's a team now starting up in like Dutchess County. There's teams in Katona. So there's teams where you have to travel a good, you know, hour, like hour and a half to go to go play them. Where back in when I was playing, we'd just meet up at Patty's Field, like five minutes away. Mm 
So like they've done an unbelievable job, like I guess with the expansion of, you know, the Irish even further out into New York that they're bringing, you know, the game with them and they're doing such a good job of, of teaching these kids. And uh, I think the, the greatest compliment to, to the GAA would be the, uh, the introduction of the world games. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that, that the, I think was that the third one they had back two years ago in Dublin. Hmm. Um, but it, it's incredible to see just how far the sport has grown. Like we were playing against teams from Australia, from uh, Galatia, South Africa, um, France. I mean, just the, the talent level on these guys, you wouldn't even expect it. I remember we played against France and I was like, well, you know, we're, I'm a, I'm a County player like these, but well, we shouldn't really have any trouble with guys from France. And these guys <laughs> yeah. were just, these guys were unbelievable. And I was like, I, I, I was actually so nervous for so much of the game. I was like, Oh my God, if we lose, it's going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it's such just a testament. And uh, the president now, I know Larry McCarthy, who, uh, who uh, I'd, I'd get along very well with. He's, I know he's going to do like such amazing things, not only for the sport in Ireland, but more importantly for the sport worldwide. I mean, he does, he's on so many uh, clubs and so many uh, like events and groups that he is so into the promotion of the game worldwide. And I know it's tough coming into his first year in a pandemic sort of season, but I know he's going to do such a great job. Yeah, it definitely is a tough time for him to come in, all right. But definitely, you know, the sound boys I've been hearing myself anyway is definitely more than positive. And yeah, like what you were saying with the World Games, like I think even, you know, it'd be great to kind of see more promotion around it as well. Like and kind of see them maybe on YouTube, like get if games were streamed and you could actually watch more games or kind of, you know, get more involved, I suppose. But yeah, definitely I think, you know, going down going down further down the line, it'd be great to even see, you know, more um, you know teams get involved like Toronto GEA or Montreal or uh, Paul Shoga on the podcast not too long ago and he was telling me a bit about um you know training teams over in Moscow like and would that even be something maybe you'd even be interested in as well as kind of you know even running off like a pre-season tournament even before like say uh you know an all or you know before that kind of championship game against a, a Galway or a Roscommon or whatever oh absolutely I mean like usually now before we play um, a, a county team that we try to get like a bunch of the, we have, we have like a, a development team that comes and plays and we get uh, maybe a, a team from Boston to come down and play and Philly to come down and play. And a lot of the guys that will come down and play, they also go over and play for, uh, I think it's North America put in a, like the North American board. Like we're, we're not part of the, we have our own sort of, uh, like we're under the New York GAA and uh, everywhere else sort of falls under the U S GAA. So they kind of put a team in together. Um, but I mean, when you, when you go to this thing, you're, you're kind of just looking around and like, I think Irish might actually be like the sixth language spoken <laughs> at, at the world games. I mean, I'm pretty, and I think English might even be fifth. I mean, there's so many like different mm. teams and it's, it's so exciting to see just the future of like what the GA could possibly be. Yeah, I mean, that, I suppose that's the big thing, is it? Like, isn't it? Like, kind of, you know, it'd be interesting to see kind of how it goes over the next couple of years. And I suppose with the pandemic, it probably has slowed a lot of that down. But, you know, hopefully going into 2022 and 23, like, we can definitely kind of see more of that and more promotion of that. Like, and I suppose obviously when you did kind of make it into the, the senior team with New York, like, what was that experience like? You're only 17, I think, when it happened and um, playing, you know, making your senior debut. Like, I'd imagine that was quite the experience for yourself as well. Yeah. Uh, Connie Malloy was our manager. We were over playing in the uh, British university championships 
And um, he was just over because his son CJ was on the team as well. Um, and he just, he came up to me and said, you know, would you, would you be interested in playing with New York? Like, uh, you know, you have the talent to, to play. So uh, I had to ask my dad. And uh, of course my dad's first reaction was absolutely not. <laughs> he was, he was like, you're going to get hurt. I was like, well, I mean, why don't I just go to the trainings and, uh, and, you know, we'll see. And I think the first training, uh, you know, me being like a, like a, maybe a conceited or sort of, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I have this uppity attitude now that I'm a, the kid on the, the team. I tried to split two of the guys and they just met me like a sandwich. And I, 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 I don't want to say I cried, but I wouldn't deny that I cried. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just hobbled off and, you know, I got home and my dad was like, how was it? I was like, oh, it was fine. Don't ask me any more questions. But, you know, I stayed with it. Uh, we played against Sligo and unfortunately, you know, didn't really go so well that day. Uh, I was marking Charlie Harrison, who I've described in the past as an absolute horse. Uh, but you know what? I thought, it, I think it was a good thing for me, you know, sort of a shell shock kind of moment. Um, Cause I kind of, you know, I got thrown right into the deep end and, you know, really from there, it was like a sink or swim. And I think that that experience sort of helped me kind of, you know, see what this was all about. And uh, that's was the problem with uh, not having a Galway game last year, you know, even though, we probably weren't, you know, uh, we wouldn't have, we would have, you know, done well, but I don't think we would have been, you know, I, I don't know how the outcome would have been. I'll put it like that. Um, but it would have been great, like experience just for, for these young guys, just to see what they, what they could be made of. Yeah. And I suppose like the only kind of, you know, the way you gain experience, I suppose, is true playing and I suppose going through them experiences, like you said before, like I suppose, you know, and if you make mistakes, you, you can only you can only learn when you make mistakes as well. So that's kind of that would have been kind of a big um, occasion for yourselves, definitely for a lot of the young lads kind of coming through. Like what kind of players even and, and managers even or anyone kind of around the, the New York panel would you kind of leaned on even for like experience or advice, even like when you came into the senior team first, like even some of the players maybe who came overseas, like who would you have kind of spoke to and kind of got advice off? Uh, you know, there's, there's a few guys like, uh, the problem, the pro real problem like now with New York is like, I, I think I've like joked about it that we've had, uh, I think I might've played with like the most amount of County players, like in my career, because <laughs> the turnover rate is so high, but you know, there's like a core group of guys like, you know, the Keith Scally from Westmeath, uh, like back, back when I first started Jason Kelly, Dan Duna, uh, Adrian and Kenny O'Connor, like these guys, uh, really carried the flag for New York for, for so many years. And they did such a great job, you know, just being able to ask them, you know, what, like what, you know, their experiences were like, what can I do to be different? Um, you know, they, they really just, they were all so helpful. And like, they did such a great job of like helping to, to mentor me. Uh, and like the coaches like did such a great job, especially I'd say Justin O'Halloran, who was our coach <clears throat> for the, the Leitrim game and the, you know, the game against Russ Common where we came so close, um, you know, they've, they've really only done a tremendous job and, you know, go, going forward now, you know, uh, Johnny McGinney, who's our coach with Barnabas, um, he's brought in a lot of the, the, the young guys. Uh, so he's really going to be putting his foot forward and he does such a tremendous job within the community uh, that he really uh, is such like a, a positive influence for everybody that I think it's only going to help us uh, going forward. Mm. 
And I suppose looking at that 2016 clash with Roscommon, like I suppose arguably one of, you know, you know, in New York's kind of greatest ever GEA performances anyway. Like obviously you were beaten by a point on the day. Roscommon went on to the Connacht final. They were beaten after a replay. So like what was that whole experience like coming up against that Roscommon team that day? I mean, it was, it was incredible to see because like these were guys that I'd, I'd watched growing up, you know, my grandfather being from Roscommon, uh, you know, seeing Donald Shine and sending Kilbride and, uh, and, and the Craigs, you know, it, it, it was such like a butterfly moment. I was like, Oh my God, like this, this is really it. Uh, and then like coming on and like the crowd, like going absolutely ballistic and, you know, to be within like a shout within like a minute left. And then I remember getting the ball and laying it off to Kevin Connolly and him putting a shot in from about 21 yards out. And it just, I, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to win. We're going to win. And the ball just kept sailing, like, straight up. I was like, no. And then the, the ref blew up the whistle. And I, it was it was heartbreaking, you know. But, you know, we were able to celebrate on the day. But the next day, we're all just kind of sitting around the bar just going, wow, we really we really could have had this. Like, it's it's unbelievable to think. But we, we really just let these guys get away with this. Like, after all the months of, like, hard work, that, that that's it. That's that's the unfortunate reality with New York is that we get the one chance at it, and then after that, there's none. <laughs> have to wait till next January. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like it's definitely no, it's no shame, and I suppose losing the way you did to Roscommon, like I mean, like we said before, they you know went on to the Connacht final that year. Very highly talented team went on to to win the Connacht championship a year later. And I suppose in Leitrim in 2018, like I watched that game yesterday, just kind of watched the back, like and. I suppose, is that the game maybe you kind of look at as well that kind of got away from you? Is like you kind of had a, was it four or five point lead early on? I think a three point lead in extra time. Like it was de- it was definitely there to, to be won, you'd kind of say. Uh, yeah, I think I still have nightmares about that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know, we got off to such a great start. Um, and, you know, having like, like the likes of Jamie Clark and Tom Kniff and all these guys doing like such a great job. Uh, and we had so like when I think back, we had so many opportunities to just sort of like ice the game, like win it. And you know, to, to Leitrim's credit, even though they seemed to be the second best on the day, they never gave up. And then unfortunately, like I went up for a high ball in the second half of extra time, and I landed, and my entire leg just gave out for me. And it's so weird because I really, I rarely get injured. So it was such a like a an awful like feeling that I just kind of had to sit back and watch as Leitrim made that like incredible comeback. Um, and unfortunately, like I remember, I traveled to Ireland that year uh, to watch. I think was that the Dublin Tyrone final. I think was that yeah. the same year. I think it was. Yeah, and, that was twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, and I walk in. Uh, I think it was to Cobbers, and who's the first people I see is about like seven of the Leitrim panels. Like God, I can't escape these guys. <laughs> Yeah. But you know they 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 were they were a good bunch of guys and you know we 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 played them really well um and you know probably wasn't the result that uh you know we were expecting I know nobody really was expecting us to to come close but uh you know we we went out with a goal to win fortunately it didn't happen but I guess that's the way the game's played hmm. and do you think it was experience even as well maybe kind of in that kind of final maybe 10 or final kind of five, 10 minutes, kind of when you did have that three-point lead and, and Leitrim were able, were able to overturn it. Do you think experience was kind of maybe the, the main thing there? Oh, 100%. I mean, even though Leitrim had just come off, I think like a, an abysmal sort of like league campaign, that, that's still quality games that, mm. uh, that they get. And, you know, probably if we 
had those games, you know, we would have known what to do, like to kill off the clock in the last five, 10 minutes. And um, yeah, I mean, I always say that experience is, is such an invaluable thing that uh, really it would, it would have only helped us. I mean, we were kind of just running around with the ball, didn't know what to do with it. Uh, and Leitrim got real aggressive, turned us over and went down and made all the right plays. Uh, and yeah, just experience. <laughs> if, we, if we had had those extra games, I think, I think we would have been able to, to do the job. Mm. Although I think it would have been one hell of a nightmare for the GA to try to figure out how to get us home. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking that as well. I was kind of wondering, like, in the, you know, although they, I'm sure they want New York to be successful, but at the same time, they're probably thinking, like, what are we going to do when they do eventually win a game or whatever? But, um, like, playing with Jamie Clark as well, I suppose, I mean, like, one of the one of the best players definitely um, in that team, kind of playing through New York, like, um, very, very talented. I think the point he scored an extra time, I remember it very well. One of the best points on the day. Like, what was it like kind of training with him and sort of playing with him week in, week out? I mean, it, it's it's just so different when you see somebody of like that quality. I mean, I remember just watching him in training and uh, like even when the ball leaves his foot, you can kind of hear it, that it just, it's so different. Um, and like, it kind of gets a bit of excitement. Like I get to go against a guy like this, like every day, like every day you get to, to try to measure yourself against a guy like this. Um, and even before the Leitrim game, like he, he wrote me a lo- like a lovely message just saying, Hey, you have the talent you have, like you have the drive now tomorrow will be the day that, you know, we get to, we get to put it all together. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jamie has, was such like a great guy to play with. Uh, he was a pleasure to play with as well. Um, but it, it was amazing seeing him trying to do like some of the shots that he tried in practice. And I'd be like, well, why the hell are you attempting that there? He goes, I'm doing it now. So if I have to do it in the game, it's actually going to go over. I was like, all right, fair enough. I know that if I tried to do that, they'd have me off on, <laughs> on the bench, but you do what you want, pal. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like him and Kniff, I'd say would probably be like one of the, the bigger mentors towards me. Uh, hopefully he never sees this because he'll never let me leave, uh, live this down. Uh, but you know, having a guy with such, you know, experience and, you know, he's been, been through all the battles, all the wars against all those great teams like Dublin and Tyrone that, um, you know, he, he really just, he, he has such like a, a, a mind for the game. Like his IQ is through the charts and having a guy like that is like, as a rock back there is, uh, really invaluable. Mm. And I suppose looking at like, who do you reckon would have been the best player you, you played against? As well, I mean, many, many a team there. I suppose looking at, I suppose looking at Mayo even in 2019, when he had Aidan O'Shea in the midfield there, uh, Matthew Ruan as well. Like, who, like would have been one of them? Do you think, or do you think maybe there's someone else? Maybe that kind of springs to mind. Ooh, there, there's so many because back, uh, back in like the the free for, like the free for all days of New York. Like, I remember we made the semifinal one year, and uh, we had two guys out from GMIT. Uh, and the team we were playing against, Donegal, had Emna Mulligan, Niall Egan, uh, Paul Hughes, and Brendan Murphy from Carlo. And I was like, how in the hell are we going to compete with these guys? Uh, unfortunately, we didn't. I think we lost by 20. Uh, if I had to say, I'd say the best player I've ever marked would have been, well, Patty Dirk, would have been definitely been the toughest. I mean, oof. Uh I remember trying to hit Aiden O'Shea and I don't even think he noticed I was there. <laughs> and yeah, that's tough. I mean, with so many guys, Philip Austin was out. Uh, 
Wow. Uh, oh, you know who was a good one? Uh, when he was out, Donal O'Hare from down. Yeah, yeah, he's a he good was player, good. Yeah. And I'd say the best club player that I played with was uh, Charlie Harrison, or not Charlie Harrison. Um, he also played with down. He was the full forward uh, when they made that great run into Ulster. What was it, Connor Harrison? Hmm. Yeah. He was he was different breed as well. He was young at the time, but you could tell though that he was going to be a baller. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely like kind of a, a number of players there. Definitely kind of going up against and playing with down the down the years. I suppose like it must be great to kind of have that experience under your belt as well to kind of to kind of have that going into the next couple of years for New York as well. Oh yeah, like uh, especially even last year, you know, having the likes of Peter Cook coming out and Niall Murphy, you know, just having the, the young guys seeing, you know, what, you know, what these guys can play like, like the like the the standard that we kind of have to reach, uh, you know, even for themselves, like this is what you're gonna have to get to if you want to try to compete. And now imagine playing against 15 of these guys, like or, or 20 of these guys with all the guys coming off the bench now, and like. Uh, like it's it really is just such a, a good lesson and like such a good uh, thing for these younger guys to see. Mm. And is that the the main priority then for for New York senior football? Do you think over the next couple of years just to get that championship win? And do you think even with some of the kind of new lads coming through, homegrown talents, and I'm sure eventually when the pandemic ends, there'll be plenty of um, Irish people who'll move over, who'll go back to New York, and there'll probably be there'll probably be an influx of uh, of talent then available. So do you think then? that the, that kind of victory, you know, isn't too far away for New York. I mean, with the work that we've been putting in, you know, of late and, you know, that, that the, the, the work that everybody's doing behind the scenes, especially our chairwoman, Joan Henchy, um, like it, it really isn't unfathomable to see us putting in like a good win. Like I, I always say like when we're sort of uh, like when, like people ask me like who we should be like emulating, like, Everyone always thinks, oh, you should be trying to be like Dublin. You should try to be like like Tyrone or Mayo. I was like, no, the team we should be trying to be like is London. Like London did such mm-hmm. a great job developing their their like own players, like their homegrown players, and then they put in a mix of these these young guys. Like London would be like one of the teams that like I'd say, yeah, this is a team that this is who we should be aiming to be. Um, and yeah, it it would be far off. Uh, I mean, we're putting such an emphasis now on development. I mean, as I joked before, being the uh, like our turnover rate is so high in New York. Like every year we come back to a panel and it's kind of like we've just been through a war. I kind of look around like, all right, who's left? Who, who do we have here that's that's remaining? And uh, like, I think every year we only have about maybe 10 or 11 guys that come back. So if we can keep, you know, building with these with these young guys and keep the like a core, like a nice good core of these guys together. Like I, I'd say, it wouldn't be far off now from us actually being able to get a win. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, and I suppose with Larry McCarthy coming in as um, as GA president as well, you kind of alluded to earlier. I suppose, obviously, he was you know GA chairman with New York. I mean, but how do you reckon he'll get on sort of in his time as president of the GA? Like, and do you think, I suppose, with the fact that he's such close ties with New York as well, that he'll always kind of I suppose, kind of have New York in the back of his head that, you know, when it comes to promotion of the game overseas, be it in New York, London, or, you know, Toronto, Canada, wherever it may be, that that's something that he'll kind of focus on as well, kind of in the in the near future. Yeah, I mean, he does such a such a great job with all these different clubs, you know, outside of Ireland, you know, in Asia, not just in New York, you know, even with the, the USGAA, he does, he does tremendous work. I mean, you're going to see, like, he's such a, a dedicated guy to – to the game that uh, 
you know, every if you walked into Gaylord Park, it could be on a random Wednesday. He'd always be there anyway. He he's so dedicated to the game. Uh, and you know, I I really can't think of a more deserving person to to have the honor of being the the GA president. Uh, even though last year he was involved with Sligo, so I told him that he lost my vote, <laughs> and he said that it's a good thing you don't get a vote. <laughs> so, so I mean, he, he is—he's a down-to-earth guy. He's—he's he's a very nice guy, and uh, I'll be honest, like you're just going to be in for great things. I mean, I can only expect the best for Larry, and I really do just hope him the best. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully, definitely. Anyway, like it does work out for him and the GA, and I suppose everything over the next couple of years, like definitely, I suppose with the pandemic. It is a very tricky time. I think we've seen with James or with um, with Horan last year, the GA president, kind of so John Horan, some of the kind of difficulty difficulties he had, sort of as the as the president at times during a pandemic. But yeah, hopefully it can work out. And yeah, I suppose Shane, I appreciate you jumping on anyway. And um, yeah, sure. Look, best of luck with New York. I suppose when the when the championship does come around and with St Barnabas and. Yeah, look, listen, I mean, as a, as a Dublin man myself, it would definitely it'd be nothing better, nothing sweeter to see us beat a Mayo or a Galway in the next couple of years. But we'll live in hope anyways. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much, buddy. Hey, stay safe and uh, best of luck to you and your family. All right, buddy? No bother. Cheers, man. Thank you very much for watching and listening to episode 28 of the GEA Fan TV podcast with New York senior footballer Shane Hogan. Once again, I'd like to thank Shane for coming on the podcast. Appreciate his time looking back, of course, at his time playing for New York over the past number of years. So I do hope you all very much enjoy. Do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. Stay tuned for more podcasts. The podcast next week will be with Dublin senior hurler David Keogh. So stay tuned for that. That'll be out next week. And yeah, enjoy your weekend. 